Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. How is everybody doing? This is presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live, and you are listening to us on Newton Zone, WQEE 99.1 FM, the key, home of Southern Sports. It is a Tuesday. I hope you're having a fine Tuesday. I'm on right after Rod Peterson, right before Braves Country today with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. And I'm so glad to be here. We've got a special show for you because I'm going to air high school game day with Dave Plata and the Pacelli Athletic Director, Coach Corey Black, Thrip Berenger, and I were on the campus of St. Ann Pacelli on Friday. What? A great atmosphere. It was homecoming. And then Gabe Reynolds is going to join the show, as I always try to get him on during the football season. Gabe Reynolds, a great guest. He's been one of my longest-running guests here on the Sports Beat. And I've been continuing to do this show. As I go, I enjoy doing this show. It is episode 713, just in case anybody's wondering. And let's go ahead and get into some of the sports scores as we did have two Monday night football games last night. The Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Eagles are currently leading 13-3 as I'm doing this show. And the Rams and the Bengals, a rematch of the Super Bowl from two years ago, all knotted up at three. Hey, this week, as I preview week four in the NFL, week five in college football, week seven in high school football. Thrip Berenger and I are going to have our weekly scoreboard show for Georgia Alabama Sports Live. That is going to air tomorrow on Facebook Live and on YouTube Live at 7.30. We might go a couple of hours, might even do two hours. So basically what's going to happen, Wednesday's show here on the Sports Beat, you're going to get part one of that show with me and Thrip Berenger. Part two is going to air on Thursday and then on Friday's It is my high school football preview review show. I will also make NFL picks, and I will also make college football picks. I haven't had an opportunity to do this in previous shows because I only have an hour to do this show five days a week. Yes, I love talking about sports. I want to try to get all the good content out there, and that is why I am just giving you all the content that Thrift Barringer and I are doing for Georgia Alabama Sports Live. So with that being said, we are going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break. We are going to go pay some bills. And when we come back, I am going to air high school game day live from St. Ann Pacelli. Of course, it was pre-recorded featuring Dave Plata and the athletic director and the head basketball coach of the St. Ann Pacelli Vikings. Head coach Corey Black. It was a lot of fun, and it was a great environment at the campus of St. Ampicelli. You don't want to go anywhere. We'll be right back. You are listening to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge back in a few. 
Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home. Offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bugs, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair. Bond. Best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control, 34 Jefferson Street, Noonan, 770-954-9941. It's the best in sports and entertainment. And get locked in and locked down with Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. With your host, me, Ryan O'Neill, each and every morning, right here with the best in sports and entertainment, all the way from professional sports to college sports to River Dragons hockey and everything in between, including some of the very best local and national guests. It's the Rhino Radio Penitentiary, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m., Monday through Fridays, right here on 99.1 FM WQEE. After a few drinks, I'm taking it slow. Well, you're not fooling the cop behind you. What? Get ready to pay in .1 miles. <sighs> Getting pulled over for buzz driving could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. Nothing kills a buzz like getting pulled over for buzz driving, because buzz driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Tune in each Sunday morning right here on WQEE 99.1 FM for the key for help from a high with Bishop Daniel Hardaway Sr. of Redemptive Life Worship Center at 9 a.m. Hear the word of God and soak it in. You can join us for our live Sunday service at 10 o'clock a.m. till 12.30 p.m. at Redemptive Life Worship Center at 2265 Highway 54 in Marlin, Georgia. Have a blessed week. everyone and welcome to another edition of high school game day on Georgia Alabama Sports Live. I am your host Rip Banjo alongside my partner in crime Richard Aldridge. There's a lot happening here as we are live from Diamond Field, the Bocelli Vikings, the number one team in the GIAA classification 4A, taking on the number one team in 2A, Gatewood. It's going to be a really good matchup, but I'm here with my partner in crime, Richard Aldridge. Richard, how are you? I'm so happy to be here, Thrift. High school game day finally arrives to the campus of St. Apicelli. It's homecoming. We've got a lot of alumni fans that have really packed this place a couple of hours ago. They got a lot of festivities behind us. We got a big matchup between undefeated Gatewood and the Bocelli Vikings running a four-game win streak. Four-game winning streak ever since losing to Glenwood in that opening game. Pacelli's been on a roll. They beat the number one team last week in Stratford. Beat the team that beat them last year. The only loss they had last year in Tattnall Square. And they are looking like every bit the team that can repeat as state champions in the GIAA. So I'm excited about it. And I'm excited about today's show. So let's talk a little bit about Pacelli. For one, Pacelli's being led by a guy that has a lot of history in himself. And that is none other than Dwight Jones. Dwight is coached at so many schools around the area. But this is where he calls home. And he finally got, after 30 years of coaching, his first state championship, and it came here at Pacelli. 
and they won it last year in a defensive battle against Stratford Academy in Macon, the first ever state championship in football. But as you can see to our left, they got a bunch of state championships. Girls flag football, boys soccer, e-gaming, wrestling. They got so many. They have a baseball championship back in 2008. I mean, Pacelli has really been that transition into the GIAA. They've been able to compete and compete big time in multiple sports. So they're replacing their quarterback, Cam Ellis. We called him the Tim Tebow of the Tri-City area last year. And they replaced him with a guy in Christian Brown that had no experience, never started a game in high school football, and he started off 4-1. and one. Now, in that first game against Glenwood, he had a, a bit of a bumpy road. Remember, in that game, also AZ Jussie was ejected early in the first half. It changed how the play calling was going with the Vikings. But ever since that moment, Richard, this Pacelli team, led by Christian Brown, has been on a complete tear. I look at Christian Brown this season. He has six touchdowns, two interceptions. He's thrown for 395 yards, but they're a running offense. Corvey James, 552 yards rushing. Uh, Mr. Nelson had 412 yards rushing. These guys uh, like to use the ball on the ground. Christian Brown is another guy that he is he, the orchestrator behind almost that triple option effect that the Vikings have. Well, they got a good running back at Corvey James. He's carrying the workload for the running back. Jalen Turner went on to Air Force. You talked about losing Cam Ellis, but AZ Justy is a great wide receiver, also a cornerback, and Desi Morgan Jr. on the defense. Coach Dwight Jones has got a balanced team that put a statement against Stratford last week. They were down 3-0 at the half, and they were able to score 22 unanswered points against a team that was ranked number one in the GIAA, yep. and that really, really is the testament of how resilient this Pacelli team is and uh, they definitely got a big one tonight against Gatewood. They do have a big one tonight, and we're excited to be a part of Viking Live. All right, we'll talk a lot about the Vikings here coming up. we got a bunch of great guests, and I'm ready to get on our next one here in just a moment. But let's go ahead and update, uh, recap last night's game. We were live at Connect Stadium, Northside taking over Westover, a Westover team that beat Spencer early in the year. They're a much improved Westover team. Northside handled business. And my man, Kingston Rivers, shout out Jonathan Bam Rivers. He put on a show. He trucked someone for a touchdown. He literally juked someone out of their shoes for a touchdown. Three scores last night. He did everything out of the backfield. He did everything when they were handing him the ball. He was good in, in the return game. Kingston Rivers is the real deal, and he's done a great job helping replace the production of Malachi Hosley. And also, Kingston Rivers, who had a great game. Caden Clay with two touchdown passes and a touchdown run. It seemed like Northside was in control the majority of the game. Westover did have a couple of good drives, but Northside's offense was just too much to handle for the Westover defense. All right, so after that, Kendrick got another. Their second win of the season. They beat Central Macon 12-8, but Kendrick at 2-3. and three. They still have a chance to make the playoffs. They play in a region that's got seven teams, so it's a lot harder than most regions that only have five, and four of the five make the playoffs. But a big win for them. Central, 55 to nothing. They probably could have put up 90. They were dominant again. Central, a rare Thursday I night I thought you game. were going to pick the upset, Richard. Oh, Central over uh, Jag? Yeah. Look, Which Auburn used to be Jefferson Jag, Davis. Jefferson Davis. Auburn beat him 46 to nothing in Montgomery. Oh, they're a rebuilding team in 7A. Uh, Central has really got a lot of talent. Cam Coleman, the number one recruit in the state of Alabama. And Andrew Alford, what can you say about him and what he is doing for the Central Red Devils? 
And Dalen Upshaw, he's got some great weapons on offense and on defense. Head coach Patrick Nix has got a juggernaut that I believe is going to compete for a state title. Probably going to make it to the state championship and try to challenge Thompson and to deny them possibly a fifth shot title for the Thompson Warriors. It's homecoming week and it's homecoming night here. A lot of alumni are showing out at Bocelli. But let's go ahead and bring on our next guest. I love this guy a lot. Me and him got to know each other over the last few months. It is the general manager of one of our sponsors, and I am proud to be the play-by-play -play announcer for the Columbus Lions, Mr. Lee Snow. Lee, how are hey, you everybody. doing, man? How's it going? Doing I'm excellent. Alive, man. One yeah. day at a time. One day at a time. We were talking today. You were. What were you doing today, you said? Oh, we were uh, getting ready for our first tryout. That's what, that's what I'm going to tell people <laughs> on, the, on the interwebs. That we have a big trial coming up for the Lions. We do tomorrow. Yeah, all right. So before we get into that, let's talk about you, Lee. You got the opportunity to become the GM of the Columbus Lions. You do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. You're really good at streaming. You're good at technology. You're a very smart, bright individual. And I love talking about, you know, different types of stuff and different aspects of sports with you. But how has it been in your first year as the, the GM of the Lions? You think it was a success? Yeah. As the lead man. Well, I mean, we won, so there's a success. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, we got a lot of curveballs thrown at us the first season uh, with the new the new organization, uh, new setup, new coach, new general manager, new staff, new players, new everything, uh, new owners. So um, we had a lot of curveballs last season, but we, we made it work. And I think we put out a good product. I think you did too, and I was glad to call a few games. Richard, you did as well. And then I got a text from Lee. It was about 8 o'clock at night. I'm like, why is Lee texting me this late? <laughs> He's like, do you want to be the play-by-play -play guy? I didn't even take three seconds to think about it. I said, man, I'm taking that opportunity because I believe in you. I believe in Richard Masala, Casey Smith, and what y'all are building with the Lions. You're doing it the right way. I know that you had your little bumps in the road because of the way the transition happened yeah. so quickly last year. But now but it, worked. it worked, and we're in a new league. So let's talk about that new league, and let's also talk about the new coach, Coach yeah. Damian Nighthawk Daniel. Yeah, so American Indoor Football is our new league. Um, we, we are actually the reigning champions of the AIF uh, as we sit today because the last time we won was in 2016. The league has taken a break since then. So we're coming into the league with the new setup as the reigning champions of the league. <laughs> yes. Uh, but it's a really competitive league. It's really good. Uh, we've got, uh, we're hoping to start the season with nine teams uh, is the goal, but they're still working with a couple teams uh, to see if they're ready for this season and to see if they want to move over to uh, to the AIF from their respective leagues and so forth. So um, it's going to be really competitive. We are, this trial tomorrow is one reason why we're stressing so much today is we need to find some really good talent tomorrow to be able to uh, to compete the way that we're expecting ourselves to compete going forward. Lee, let's talk about this upcoming tryout. Where is it going to be held, and what type of players are you looking for? And yeah, how do you so, get? How do you go about trying out if yeah, you want to? Yeah, so um, it's going to be at the Columbus Civic Center. Registration starts tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. Um, and it's for basically any player that thinks that they're ready to take the, the professional route in indoor football. Um, you know, a lot of guys will come to us after they've completed their college and they didn't really move on to any higher levels. Or uh, maybe some guys played in the league in the NFL and, and now they're ready to come home and so forth. But we, we're really focusing on building a community-driven team. And so um, that 
that means primarily we're looking at players from the Columbus area right. um, to, to, to roster our team so that it is a homegrown uh, atmosphere in our, in our games and whatnot. And I'm excited about it, and like you're talking about, it's easier for people around this area to cheer for someone that they know, yeah. even though they love the Lions, and there was a great turnout, in my opinion, for everything that they, all the news and how everyone was talking about the Lions are dead. Yeah. I thought it was a great turnout of this past summer. Now it's only going to get better, yeah. but it also helps getting guys that are homegrown. Speaking of which, we got something. This is why I love this guy. If you want to be a season ticket holder, tell them about this awesome thing that you got going right, right now. So, um until we end it, which I I will most likely forget that we even put it on there, so it may not ever end. Um, but if you use uh, the code SPORTSLIVE, all caps, no spaces, on ColumbusLines.net to purchase your season tickets, uh, you get a 20% discount on your season tickets. You heard that right. 20% discount on your season tickets. Last year, almost every game was a home game. I know it's not going to be the same this year, um, but you want to see high-level professional football at its finest, and then it's not just that, it's an event, man. Y'all do a yeah, great job. Talk about that, that part to, of it. I joke around that we're an event company that a football game breaks out at our events. Because um, football is really important to us, but the fan experience and uh, our fans coming in and, and getting uh, more than what they pay for in their ticket is, is really important to us. So we have, um, we did an okay job at it this year, uh, producing a good product. Right. Uh, but this next year, we've, we've already got plans in place to really blow the waters, blow it, blow it out of the water. So. Well, I'm looking forward to being a part of that broadcast. Thank you again, Lee, no for giving me that opportunity. Looking forward to working together. If you want to be a sponsor for our broadcast, anything with Columbus Lions, reach out to Lee Snow, reach out yeah. to myself. Please do. I'll be putting out more information as we start getting closer to the season on how you can be a sponsor for any of the Columbus Lions broadcast. Sports Live is a discount code on season tickets, 20%. Not 10, not 15, but 20% as we have a little Georgia Bulldog fan walking right through the camera. It's okay. Lee, thank you so much for coming on, man, and I'm looking forward to next season. No problem. I, I have to say this. Uh, roll Tide, because he walked through. <laughs> I knew you had to come in there with that. That's Lee Snow, general Lee. manager of the Columbus Lions. And without further ado, I'm going to bring on the GOAT of live streaming. Uh, this guy, I just wish I had, like, 2% of his brain capacity. I was talking about Lee Snow and how smart he is, but I don't think anyone compares to my next guest. It is Viking Live creator. I mean, there's so many titles you have, but I'm just going to say good friend of mine, Jeremy Hayes. Jeremy, how are you doing, brother? I don't take I'd rather be a friend. All right. Well, Jeremy, I was about to call you coach. You are my coach because I'm always calling you for advice. Let's talk about live streaming first off, and then we'll get into Viking Live. Okay. You've been in production, you've been in news, you've done that for a long time, but live stream is in something that you've been at the forefront around this area before anybody else. Talk about the value of live streaming high school athletics and why it's so valuable. It's hard for me to sit here and talk about live streaming and not give credit to the people that have passed down knowledge to me. Right. I would be crazy to sit here and say that I just magically overnight. <laughs> Right. And so I'll, I'm gonna say that first and foremost that I gotta give credit to a lot of guys before me that I worked with, former guys that I worked with that have, we have passed things out. Right. You know, two or three hour conversations get things going. Right. 
And, um, you know, I, I really, truly, truly appreciate those guys. Uh, my wife's going to kick my tail if I don't. Obviously, i got to give a lot of credit to her. <laughs> Right. You know what I mean? Uh, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. But, man, look, uh, live streaming is just one of those things where you just got to, like, adapt as it goes. You know, you get on the live stream and you live and you learn. And the goal is to have the next live stream be better than the previous one you did. Right. And so, you know, having a good crew, my crew right now is amazing. Um, I couldn't do it without them. You got to switch me up? Yeah. Uh, they couldn't do it without me. Um, they're amazing, and I truly appreciate my crew. The school here has blessed me so much to, you know, to actually bring this knowledge and talent to teach it. And so, man, look, I don't work alone. Uh, I got a lot of knowledge, you know, I do a lot. I bring a lot to the table, but I don't work alone. I, I, I can't sit here and just say it's a one-man show, man. Right. It's, it's me and everybody. Right. But People learn from you, and again, I appreciate you taking me under your wing. I love working with you. I love being play-by-play -play guy for the basketball team, helping out when I can for football. Um, but let's talk about this, Jeremy. Viking Live. All right. The idea, I know this is the, the brainchild of you and Corey Black, but let, let's talk about how the idea started flourishing and then what became that, what it is today. Really, realistically, man, I got to tell you the truth, man. Viking Live was something that was already started before I got here. Oh, wow. Uh, it was just on a very, very small scale. And so, you know, I came to school and I'm just, you know, my motto was, why not? Let's do it. And, you know, the school have, again, graciously purchased a lot of equipment and they just told me to go to work. <laughs> And part of that was great, but part of that now is it's a lot of work. Right. Challenging, but, uh, right. Man, I tell you, man, it's, it's awesome, man. The school, the school wants and loves this Viking Live that we do, the streaming that we do. It's pretty awesome. Um, but it's, it's all credit to the school. But I'm going to be honest with you, Griff. We do it, and it looks good, and it's clean. But at the end of the day, we do it for the kids. It's to get a kid name called on air. It's get a kid name there we go. seen on the graphic. You know, these kids need love. They deserve a lot of love. They deserve a lot, you know. And so my goal is to do what I can do to the best of my ability for these student athletes to be able to get shown, seen on TV, seen on the screen, on the graphic. That's why I go so hard for what I do. And, and now I want to piggyback off that. That's one of the main reasons I like doing it. It gives the kids a feeling that some of them probably never going to play college ball. Right, yeah. Never, never going to make it to the pros. This is that ESPN type feeling. They can yes. go back and show their kids that someone's called their name after they had a great game. Yep. All right, let's talk about last question. Tonight's broadcast and talk about the guy that's calling with you, Dave Plata, what he means man, to you. So Dave, man, Dave has been one of those guys. Even before I moved to Columbus, I saw uh, Dave when I was in Albany, Georgia, shooting football. Dave was one of those guys I ran into, and he looked me in the eye, and he'll tell you this. He said, hey, man, you don't come work. You're going to work with me, and we're going to do great things together. And obviously, you laughing. I'm right. end up in Columbus, Georgia. Right. End up in Columbus, Georgia. <laughs> you know, I'm working with Dave. Man, me and Dave have been stuck together like glue. Um, great guy. Great guy. Uh, he cares about the kids, and that's what we love about him. Um, Dave, has been, Dave has been around for a long time. And to have him a part of this Viking Live, to be able to call a game has been awesome. To have you tonight to call a game with him has been awesome. So I appreciate I appreciate the love from y'all because I know that your heart's into it. Um, y'all do a fantastic job, no doubt. Um, you know, again, I can't ask for better crews.
Well, again, thank you so much. It is a student-led broadcast, by the way. Oh, yeah. so when you see it tonight, students you got you got to give him credit, but yeah. you got to also give the students I love. I love my kids. Thank you so I much, Jeremy. Beabiking.com and also on the Facebook page. Absolutely. Jeremy, thank you thank so much, Thank you all so much. Have a good one. You too. And that is Jeremy Hayes. All right, next guest is we'll bring them both on. We got the voice of the Vikings, and then we also have my mentor, the AD, as he... <laughs> You got to be careful. That chair will end up coming apart itself. All right. We got Dave Platt. Dave, how are you doing, man? Doing great, man. Ready for another night of good football. Cannot wait for it. It's going to be a great game. And then Coach Corey Black, thank you so much for believing in us. Thank you so much for pushing me to do this vision. And uh, is this what you thought when you, you, you six years ago when you became the AD? Look at this. Look at what's happening today. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, it's a blessing, man. To, when you see all the pieces of the puzzle come together, it's really, really exciting thrill to see it all come together. And we, it's alumni night. You got Nate's food truck, 219. You got the Icy Go. Can anyone show up? Is this open anybody, for the community? Anybody come out here. It's a Friday night in Columbus, Georgia. What else you got to do? Come out here, enjoy the food trucks, and enjoy a good football game. It's homecoming at Pacelli. Let's get it. Right, let's get it. All right, Coach, I'm going to go ahead and give you that. And I'm going to talk to Dave Prada real quick, and then we're going to start picking games. All right, Dave, let's talk about this Petrelli team. You were there when we were calling the game against Glenwood. Yep. It was off to a little bit of a slow start. But then that team is not the same team it is today, is it? Well, no. Week one to week two is always your best, uh, your, your most improvement anyway. Right. What it was, the team was trying to look and find who the leaders would be, because all the leaders from last year's state championship team, most of them graduated. Right. There were still leaders there. They just had to step up and realize, hey, this is my team now, and guys have done that. Um, you know, Coach Jones knows how to teach guys how to win and how to conduct themselves and everything else. And you're seeing, you're seeing the results of, of, of that uh, ethic that he teaches. And you've had leaders step up and go, all right, let's do it. And they're doing it. Yep. Well, I'm excited about this upcoming matchup. Dave, you've done a great job being a broadcaster. I've learned so much for you, and I'm looking forward to tonight's call. Oh, so we're going to have... You're good. Y'all just on our broadcast right now. So shout out to them and shout out to the little Georgia Bulldog Nugget that walked right through too. Um, let's talk about some of the games. First, we're going to start with Jordan. We'll start from Corey and we'll go all the way to Dave. Jordan, they haven't won a game. They take on Shaw. Shaw's much improved. They're two and three. Where you going, Coach Black? Oh, man, this is, this is a tough one. But um, I'm going to go with that new coach over there at Shaw. He's doing really good. I like his energy. I'm going to go with the Shaw Raiders tonight. All right, Johnny Gardner getting his third win. Richard. Nicholas Bates is back as a starter. Sidney Atkins is a beast on defense. I'm going Shaw Raiders. I'm going Shaw as well. What about you, Dave? Uh, it has to be Shaw. They've, they've been making great strides from the, under the new coach. Uh, they're looking a lot better. Jordan's struggling. They're trying to find something going, and we'll see if they get something going later in the season. I don't just don't think it'll be tonight. Yeah, and it's going to take a while to rebuild that program. They, they were left for dead a few years ago, so I, I believe in Coach Jenkins going to take some time. Yeah. We'll start with you, Dave, on this next one. You know Phil Marino for a long time. Yes. Hey, you and him are legends yeah. around this area. <laughs> Columbus is 1-3. and three. They take on Mary Persons. Does Columbus get a much-needed win against them? All right, remember, Phil Marino is the longest-tenured coach in the city of Columbus, yes. believe it or not, but Columbus has struggled this season at one and three. What they're doing, they're hosting a team that's ranked sixth in state in Mary Persons. Jeez. And Mary Persons, remember, has a long tradition of winning. They've won state championships, won a lot of region titles. Columbus is still trying to build and put something together. This is going to be a night. I think Mary Persons has got this one. I'm going Mary Persons as well. You're picking the upset. Come on, Rich. Pick the upset. <laughs> well, I, how can I follow what the, the research that Dave Platter did on Mary Persons, by the way, is absolutely incredible. All I looked up was, hey, they're a, they're a school in Forsyth. 
Uh, they're three and one. And uh, good Richard's nugget right there with the school and four. Well, I was back here when Dan Pitts was still coaching. Pitts, there you go. Pitts coached there forever, won the state championship in 1980. So they're they're a program that's got a lot of tradition. I'm going with Mary Persons. This is a tall task for Columbus, even though it's a home game. Mary Persons is a very strong team. Coach, we picking the upset or are we going Mary Persons? Uh, I'm going to go with Mary Persons tonight. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to go clean sweep. All right, let's move on to the next one. We'll start with you, Coach Black. Spencer taking on Rutland. Spencer, really good team. They got two losses that Westover and Carver, they probably could have won. Do they win on the road? Oh, Spencer going to Hey, I'm going with Spencer. Going to go to Rutland and get a win tonight. There we go. Pick the Columbus scenes, baby. <laughs> Spencer's going to get a region win against Rutland in Macon. Remember, Rutland is a team in the middle of the pack of the region. I think Spencer gets the win. Gary Gaither goes off tonight. Let's see them get that third win. Dave. All right. What you've got, you got the four teams that won last week in the opening round of the regions. The, all the four the uh, teams that are beating region are playing each other. With this one, this is a huge game for Spencer, too, because Spencer Rutland, winner of this, will be part of a tie for first in the region after week two. I like Spencer. I like the way they've played. They played well against Carver. Could have won. Yeah, you know, come on. So let's face it. They got a good ball club. I think they win on the road against Rutland. All right. Hardaway is winless. Peach County's winless. We know about Peach County. Remember, they played Shaw in the state championship back in 2007. Yep. Dave, we'll start with you. Hardaway got a freshman quarterback. I don't know if they're going to win a game this year. They're rebuilding. Where are you going? They're rebuilding. They've got a long, long way to go to get anything going. Now, Peach County has struggled at the beginning. But, but the Trojans, again, are a, win, a program that's had a great tradition of winning, won several state championships, um, and Hardaway is struggling. I have to go with Beach County. This one and a game, winning a game in Fort Valley. I'm going Trojans, Richard. I was looking to try to figure out why Peach County was 0-4. They played a lot of great teams. Yeah. Hardaway has probably had the toughest schedule in the GHSA. And I think it's going to be tough going into Fort Valley, a hostile environment. By the way, that fan base is just nuts down in Fort Valley. Yeah. I think Peach County gets a big win over Hardaway. Hardaway going to Peach County, going down to Fort Valley tonight. Good luck with that. Peach County 0-4. They're not going to go to 0-5. Give me Peach County through. All right, let's talk about a team that Coach Black probably doesn't like too much. That's the Brookstone Cougars. They're 1-2. They started 0-2, and they're on the road against a team that you just beat last week, and they're the number two team in the state, Stratford. Does Brookstone get the upset? No, I'm not sure about that. Stratford's not a bad football team. Brookstone going to Stratford. Uh, I'm about to go with Stratford tonight. The key is to run the ball with Lane Cannon. Brooks Roney, he's going to have a big test against that Stratford defense. That is going to be tough to go to Macon to take on the team that just lost to Pacelli last week. I believe Stratford gets the win. I'm going to pick Brookstone just to show some Columbus people some love, but I think it is going to be a tough task to go on the road in Macon and to beat that Stratford team. Dave. Now, remember with Brookstone, they opened up with two really tough – they opened up with two losses, but they get some really good teams. They played a tough schedule. Brookstone has a tough schedule. And Stratford is a good, good ball club. Brookstone's a good, good ball club. This thing is really a toss-up, honestly. We're going to have to see where this goes. But I have to lean toward Brookstone in this one on a road win. Oh, look at that. And that was set up a huge matchup for that October 6th rivalry. Brookstone taking on Bocelli. Calvary on the road against Heritage. Coach Black, we'll start with you. You know about Heritage. They're a rivalry in basketball. How, where are you going with Calvary and Heritage? Oh, Lord. I love Coach Brunson over there at Calvary. I love Jake Copeland over there at Heritage. Really two good friends of mine. I'm going to go with the home team tonight. Heritage gets it done at home. Okay. I believe Calvary is going to get a big win for the birthday coach. Coach Brunson turned 40 the other day, 
and uh, they get a big win on the road in Noonan against the Heritage Hawks. I'm happy going, birthday, Coach Brunson, by the way. Yeah, happy birthday, Coach Brunson. Another big win for Calvary. They go to 4-2. and two. They... Uh, this is again. This game is going to be a little bit closer than people would have thought. But Heritage, as the home team, they have a little bit of an advantage here. Um, I, I'm going to have to lean toward the Hawks winning in this one. All right, guys, we're going to go two more games. We're going to go Carver in the main matchup tonight. First, Carver, they play on Saturday because yes. they're not playing any more games at Memorial. They had to take on the Saturday matchup at two o'clock in Tapeville Charter. Carver lost a game against a 7A school last week, Dave. You know about this against yeah. Brookwood that they probably should have won. I think they win at home. What are you going? Um, I agree with you. I think they'll win at home. Hayfield Charter's one and three, but that's a, that's a that's that's not a real one and three. Right. Hayfield Charter's been playing up a lot of games too. I mean, Hayfield Charter has had a really strong program the last four or five years. Um, but Carver, I think, hungry for a win after two really close losses. I got to go with the Tigers on Saturday. Matthew Mungden is going to go off against Hayfield Charter in this rare Saturday afternoon game at Kennett Stadium. I, I just am looking forward to seeing Carver at Kinnett on a Saturday afternoon, picking the Tigers. Coach. Carver Tigers. I love Carver Tigers. They get it done. Going with the home team right there, our neighbors down the street. I'm going with the Carver Tigers tomorrow. All right. It's time now. We got the Gatewood Gators taking on the Pacelli Vikings. Number one versus number one right here at Dymo Field. You'll get the call with me and Dave Platt on Viking Live. Looking forward to that. And we got something special tonight. So, Coach, hold on a second. You'll be the last pick. Dave, normally we don't like when we, we don't like people that call the game to pick the game, but yeah. we know where you're going. Tell us why you think the Vikings are going to get a big win tonight. All right. Uh, for starters, uh, Gatewood is a good program. They have won four state championships recently. They're trying to build back up to that level where they won in 17, 18, or it was 18, 19, and 20. So, uh, four in a row. So right. 17 through 20. They won state championships. Jesus. Last couple of years, they only won they only, they only won five to seven games. Right. But this is a good, solid program. They've, worked, they've opened the season with four straight wins. They can play football. But it's also a smaller roster with a lot of guys playing both ways. Now, this is a team that's an odds-on favorite to win a state championship in double-A, okay? This is a, a good club with uh, players that know what they're doing. There's just not enough of them. I think Pacelli has been playing good football. They're starting to forget themselves. The Vikings are finding themselves now. And so that's that's why I think the Vikings will prevent. And I think rushing, the running attack is going to be the, the main key for these Vikings. I'm with you. Dave, they're going to wear down. It's going to be close in that first half, but by the time the second half, just like last week, the Vikings are going to prevail by wearing them down. Richard, where are you going before we have Coach Black's pick? I believe Pacelli will roll to five straight wins. Gatewood is a good team, but Pacelli is just firing on all cylinders. And uh, just that home crowd and it's homecoming, you know that home crowd is going to be behind the Pacelli Vikings and they get the big win tonight. All right, Coach Black. Normally, we like you to put on the helmet that you're going to pick, but I think we got something special tonight. Why do you think the Vikings are going to win? We're at home. It's homecoming. Gatewood's coming in here, 4-0, number one in double-A. But when you come to Diamond Field, you got to see all the Vikings. <laughs> we going Lee Corso, baby. Oh, we going Lee Corso, baby. We putting on the helmet. That's a good look. 730 kickoff on ViaViking.com. Salvacasting on Georgia, Alabama Sports Live. From Dave Plata, Richard Holdridge, Corey Black with the head gear. I'm Third Farringer saying thank you so much for tuning in to High School Game Day. We will see you next week. Thank you all so much. Wishbone Fried Chicken is back in a brand new location. 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan. Same great taste. The best chicken around. Fish dinners. Open Monday through Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. 
Dine in, take out, it's Wishbone Fried Chicken, right next door to their former location, bringing you the best chicken around, so great. Wishbone Fried Chicken, 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A, here in Noonan. Hey sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of the Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. WQEE. Braves Country is a southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Welcome back to the Sports View with Richard Holdridge, presented by Georgia Alabama Sports Live. And on the show, I have a frequent guest guest ready to talk some college football in the NFL. Gabe, how you been? I'm good, man. How you doing? Always great to uh, be, be a part of the show. Gabe, we're going to start with college football because the new AP poll out has Georgia ranked number one and Michigan ranked number two. We had some big tests. Some people called it separation Saturday, but we are not going to find out some truths until we have the official college football playoff rankings but Gabe in your opinion who is the best team in college football right now uh, I, I, I would still say you know right now Georgia's the team to beat until somebody knocks them out of the number one spot they're they're still the best team in college football I mean they won two two national championships for a reason uh but they got some they got some contenders coming at them uh Ohio State Florida State uh, they went on the road and got two big, you know, the both teams got a marquee win on the road uh, over the weekend. Um, Michigan's got their coach back, but we won't know what Michigan looks like until they play Penn State and uh, and, and Iowa. Um, I, I, I think it's still, you know, USC won't play anyone until they play Oregon or, and Washington. So I still think it's too early to tell who is the best college uh, team in college football right now? Well, let's talk about the game of the week. It was Ohio State and Notre Dame. Kyle McCord, only a freshman, goes into a hostile environment and defeats Notre Dame on a walk-off touchdown run. Notre Dame didn't even have 11 men on the field. This was a signature win for Coach Ryan Day, who's been getting a lot of criticism that he can't win, win the big game. I don't know, Gabe. I think that Ohio State, they play Penn State in the horseshoe. I think their biggest test is against Michigan. But Ohio State is one of those teams that they have the players and they can compete for the college football playoff. Would you agree? I, I think Ohio State – I. You know the jury is still out on them. Uh, yeah, they did get a they did get a, a signature win against um, against Notre Dame over the weekend, but but I, I 
I wouldn't I wouldn't look past Ohio State right now and say that they're a shoe in for the college football playoffs uh, until they can either uh, beat Michigan or they can beat Penn State. One thing about Ohio State is they'll get up for the big games and then they'll have a letdown in the games where they're supposed to win, and that's been every single year. Uh, Ohio State will will. will Ohio State will be fool's gold for you. You'll be like, hey, they're, they're the best team. Let's go. The, the Buckeyes are rolling, and then all of a sudden they'll lose to a team like Minnesota or they'll lose to a team like Iowa, Iowa or, uh, or, or Northwestern. So you can never really uh, truly be, be safe with an Ohio State team. Okay, Gabe. I want to give you a hypothetical because with all these – team still undefeated by the way the pac-12 looks loaded it's possible that we could have an undefeated conference champion in the big 12 the big 10 the pac-12 and the acc if that happens who gets into the college football playoff because we know that the sec could have a one-loss champion and you cannot leave an sec team out of the college football playoff um, I think if that happens hypothetically, if you get a undefeated Big Ten, Big Twelve, Pac twelve champion, you're still going to get a one loss SEC team based on how uh that would that would happen. You can't leave out a SEC team. Now it depends on who it is. Uh, but then also you got to look at strength of schedule. Strength of schedule is going to come into play. And right now the SEC still has more teams in the – has just as many teams in the polls as the Pac-12, as the uh, as the Big 12. So you can't necessarily leave them out like that. We really did have a crazy week in college football. I want to talk about Oregon making a statement against Colorado. Because there's a reason why Colorado was a 21-point underdog. Did Oregon run up the score? And is the Cinderella story for Colorado over? Um, I don't think Colorado ran up the score. I mean, uh, Oregon ran up the score. I think that's just uh, that's just that's just the way the game is played. I mean, it's still a at the end of the day, it's still a 60-minute game. They they took their uh, key players out uh, and put in some backups. The problem is the backups were just as just as uh, good as the uh, as the starters. And I mean, the, it, let 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 let's say this: Colorado one, Colorado Colorado had nothing to lose. Two, uh, Oregon played a great game. Oregon had everything to everything to lose because if Oregon Oregon was the the higher ranked team, had Oregon lost that game, then everybody would be looking at Oregon like you were our one chance, and then put all the pressure on USC. But this is just year one of the uh, of the Dion of the Dion experiment, and what he's done, nobody expected Colorado to go undefeated, make the college football playoff, or win a national championship. Everyone is expecting Oregon 
to contend for the Pac-12 title before they move to the Big Ten to go to the college football playoff. So the pressure was squarely on Oregon as opposed to Colorado. Now, we all know that in college football, it comes down to style points. If they would have got the shutout, everybody would have been like, man, Dion can't coach this and that, but Oregon just went out and played. Like, he, he made a statement. Like, every time uh, Colorado or Dion or Shadur or anybody says something, yes, that gets clicks on social media. So he didn't lie. They're playing, they, they play, everything they do is for clicks. Think about the disrespect that an Oregon player and the Oregon staff and the Oregon coaches saw. Dion came into the game, and every, all everybody wanted to talk about was Colorado, Colorado, Colorado. Nobody's talking about Oregon, and they were playing the game in Oregon. When has uh, uh, an, uh, an Oregon alum? When has Phil Knight come to come to midfield and talk to anybody? Phil Knight talking to Deion Sanders at a uh, at an Oregon home game. So yeah, they felt real slighted, felt real disrespected, and said, "Hey, don't let's talk. You are gonna talk about us this week? You may say some stuff about Colorado, but you are gonna put us in the same sentence in the same narrative when you talk about them." So like Dion said at the end, they just got an old-fashioned butt whooping. They they beat them in every aspect of the game. And it shows that right now, it ain't the skilled players with Colorado. It's that offensive line. That seemed to be the growing trend in all the college football and most of the NFL right now. The old line for a lot of these teams are just not good. Yeah, Gabe, I definitely would agree with you. Let's talk about Alabama. Because going into this game, and I watched this game between Ole Miss. Ole Miss did have a 7-6 to six lead at the half. I felt like there were some missed opportunities for Lane Kiffin's offense to move the ball on Alabama's defense. But Gabe, Alabama's defense, Ole Miss had some missed opportunities. But Gabe, this Alabama defense is elite. They shut down a high-powered offense. And remember, Lane Kiffin would move the ball in Alabama and often. The last couple of times Ole Miss has played Alabama. But Alabama's defense came to shut down Ole Miss. I wasn't completely impressed with Alabama's offense in that first half. They'd have some missed red zone opportunities. But in that second half, that pass from Jalen Milrow, to Aaron Burton that set up that first touchdown. I mean, and then Jalen Hale with a 33-yard pass from Jalen Milrow. That was the ball game right there. Once Alabama got the lead, playing at home, that defense playing lights out, they were able to shut down Ole Miss. And that's exactly what Alabama did. And I don't think Alabama is done just quite yet. I think the defense is going to lead them this season. Yeah. The, the the Alabama defense is going to keep them in a lot of games. As I mean, you go back to the Texas game. The 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 Alabama defense kept them in the game, and then the miscues started to happen, um, where they couldn't uh, do anything uh, more. So Alabama's offense is going to sputter. I think they found out now that they can run the ball because they don't really have that dynamic uh, breakaway playmaker. They got one, but he hasn't stepped up yet. 
but they have running backs that can run the ball. And that was what happened in the second half. They just started running the ball, and that's what ended up putting the game away. And that's what Saban wants. Saban wants to be balanced. He, he wants to be balanced. All right, Gabe, one last college football game that I do want to talk about is USC taking on Arizona State. You know, USC fell in the rankings. They defeated Arizona State 42-28. to We all know that Caleb Williams is a great talent, but I still am not a believer in USC's defense. I definitely feel they're going to beat Colorado, but when they get into their schedule and they have to play Oregon, and they have, and I'm looking at the schedule right now, they play Oregon, they play Washington, they play Notre Dame, they play Utah. Yes, everybody wants to see USC good again and make the college football playoff, but that's going to be a tall task when they're playing all these great teams. Yeah, um, it. That's but that's the beauty of college football. That that's what you want. You don't you want you want the competition because that makes for intriguing TV. Um, and, and, and the the thing about college football that that I love over the NFL and no slight to the NFL is basically even before you get to the Final Four, the college football playoffs every week is that much is that more important um because if you lose in week one if you lose in week four if you lose in the last week it could ruin your season and if you get two losses you might as well just be making plans for a bowl game because you're not going to play for the big prize you're just now trying to hope you can win the you can get to your conference championship game that's 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 what I love about uh, college football. Okay, Gabe, let's switch gears to the NFL because if you had the Miami Dolphins, we're going to put up seventy on the Broncos on your bingo card. You're a big winner, seventy points. I can't, I can't describe it. I don't know how that happened. We have not seen this in the NFL game since 1966, and I feel bad for anybody who was playing any of the members of the Dolphins in fantasy. Wow. I mean, that's the one game that I was completely blown away by. I wanted them to go for the record. I wanted him to kick the field goal. I wanted him to go for the touchdown. Forget having mercy. Forget having sympathy. You should have went for the record. Everybody on your team ain't going to make it to the Hall of Fame, but everybody on their team would have been in the record book yesterday for having the most points scored in an NFL game. That looked like, for the state of Colorado, I would have been embarrassed. It was a horrible 48 hours. First, the Colorado Buffaloes get blowed out, and then the Denver Broncos get blowed out. Boy, I would not want to tell anybody I'm from Colorado. And if I am from Colorado, I'm pulling for Colorado State. It's going to be tough sledding for the Denver Broncos. You know, they do play the Bears next week. Boy, that's going to be one of those games where – I feel sorry for the Chicago and Denver markets that have to watch that after the Bears getting shellacked by the Kansas City Chiefs. They kept showing Taylor Swift in the press box. I mean, this whole Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey thing, I just think I just think the media is just soaking it up and they're just having a great time. But right now, the two best teams in the AFC, in my opinion, are the Chiefs and the Dolphins. 
and, and don't sleep on the Bills. I think the Bills came back and got a big win over the Washington Commanders. The AFC's got some great teams. I think that the NFC, you know, especially with your Dallas Cowboys losing Trayvon Diggs for the season, that was a huge loss. And I don't know how the Cowboys are going to be that elite defense. Micah Parsons still going to be an MVP candidate, but man, when you lose somebody like Trayvon Diggs, I, I, I don't know how they're able to replace him. Man, first off, I, I think that uh, the, 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 the Dolphins and the Chiefs, the Bills, and I can't even sleep on the, uh, on the Patriots. Like, the, the, the AFC is, is, is just wide open right now. And as long as Tua doesn't get hurt down in Miami, Miami got something special brewing. They, they really got something special brewing. As far as the Cowboys go, there's some there's some players out there in free agency. There's some possibly some trades that can be made. Uh, but I don't think uh, yes, losing digs hurts. But I don't think that defines the season. Yesterday, like here, here's the question: Arizona, when Kyler Murray is able to return. Does Kyler Murray come back as the starting QB, or, do, or is it Josh Josh Dobbs' job to lose? Because he's playing lights out right now, and this was a this has been a career backup who has now got an opportunity to be a starter and is taking advantage of the opportunity to do so. Gabe, I I still can't believe that this when I was making my NFL picks. I thought that this was going to be a shoe in for the Cowboys to get the win over the Arizona Cardinals. And then that would set up, you know, they play new England next week. And I was really hoping for an undefeated showdown on Sunday night football on October the 8th between the 49ers and the Cowboys, but the Cowboys can ride the ship. They can get the win against new England next week. And I believe they'll be able to compete with the 49ers. I think the season is still far from over. But I think because you lose a player like Trayvon Diggs, and you're not going to win every game. I mean, this was just one of those weird games where they were on the road against Arizona, and Arizona just shocked everybody. I think the Cowboys will be fine as long as they focus on getting some offensive possessions and Micah Parsons is just going to do his thing. I think that he's going to have an MVP season. And uh, he, he's going to anchor that defense for the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys will get off, off the mat. And uh, they're going to have a good showing against New England. And uh, who knows? But, yeah, the Cowboys, they'll be fine. They're still one of the best teams in the NFC. And uh, the Eagles as well. And, you know, the NFC is just wide open, Gabe. I think the Detroit Lions look pretty good. I think the Green Bay Packers actually coming back and getting the win against the Saints. And you got a big showdown on Thursday night between the Packers and the Lions. And then another surprise team. Well, not really a surprise team because they did make the playoffs last year. The Seahawks. Oh, and you can't forget about the Buccaneers. Baker Mayfield 2-0. I mean, that was pretty incredible as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's. It's still early. It's only week three. You know, the the, the, the NFL hasn't had their separation games yet. I, I see, you know, once we get to like around week uh, not eight, nine, and ten, 
then we'll start getting an idea of what the playoff the playoff push would look like uh, for the NFL. Gabe, uh, one more thing before I get you out of here. Uh, you got basketball season coming up, training camp coming up in the next couple of weeks. How excited are you about basketball season coming up? I don't tend to really start getting it. I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. I'm excited for basketball season, but basketball season is like once I start getting to the tail end of football season, then I start looking over to basketball and be like, all right, what what college games am I going to be looking at? What's going on with the pros? I will say this. I'm looking forward to the in-game tournament that the NBA is doing this year. I mean, the in-season tournament. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to see how that's going to go and uh, see how that's going to translate. I'm also looking forward to the uh, the Maui Invitational this year. Uh, it's, gonna, it's not going to be played at Maui. It's going to be played on the Big Island. Uh, I think it's going to be at the University of Hawaii. But I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, that, that game. And then also just the, um, a lot of the um, – Thanksgiving, the uh, you know Feast Week tournaments, uh, uh, the 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 ESPN showcase down in Florida, uh, and some of the other uh, tournaments that they got going on, because that's when you get a lot of the uh, really good matchups that you don't really get to see during the season. Sometimes they have to go to these, they have to play in these tournaments just for you to see them. So I look forward to that, and that that those are the the two big things I'm looking forward to: the NBA. Uh, in-season tournament and a lot of those tournaments during feast week. Gabe, it's always a pleasure having you on the show. Definitely would like to have you back in the next couple of weeks. And I know that you're excited about these upcoming games in college and the NFL. Thank you so much for being on the show. Man, no problem, man. Always a pleasure to uh, be a part of that. And go Lady Eagles. Go Lady Eagles. That is right. How 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 is that uh, coaching gig that you have? You're being the head coach over at Ezel Harding Christian High School. I know that uh, there's a lot of fall leagues going on right now. I mean, how, is that going pretty well? Uh so far so good. Uh, the, the 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 ladies are in the gym. Uh, they're they, they're getting in the gym, working out. Um, I mean, well, getting the gym and playing, and then outside of the gym, we're in the weight room and on the track, working out, getting in shape getting ready for first day of practice on October the 30th. That is awesome. And wish you nothing but the best of luck this upcoming season. Thanks once again for being on the show. Appreciate you, man. All right. That was Gabe Reynolds. He is a frequent guest of mine here on the sports beat and we've been going strong. He's been doing this for uh, what has been almost two years now since you've been a guest on yep. the show. Yeah. And I, I cannot believe I'm going to have to count up all the episodes that you've been on because uh, you definitely have uh, been on more than any of my guests. And so I appreciate you coming on and talking sports with me. Hey man, I, I'm, I'm always down. I appreciate the invitation. Love, love to be on the show and love to be talking sports with you, man. Well, that's all the time I have here on the show. I want to thank Gabe Reynolds for being a great guest. I want to thank Ryan O'Neill back at the station for keeping it real. Stay tuned for Braves Country Today with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. It's off the hook. I'm out. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM The Key from 2 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. This is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports 
and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.